0: where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams.
1: And to buy toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Oh my god Jason.
0: We are talking about that side job, a go-between gig, the old moonlighting mambo we are your hosts. I am Jamie Parker Stickle. And I am
1: Jason Bieber.
0: And on this episode, we are talking to an actor who has run the gamut of side hustles and has built a business out of bringing art to the community. You're talking about me, aren't you? Jason. No. Oh, oh my God. We're talking about the one and only Miss JoJo, ah, Joanna Burke. Yes. Miss <laughs> <Ms>.
1: JoJo. <laughs> You're in really the house. You. Not in the house. She can't be in our house.
0: This is um, virus podcast. Oh, pandemic podcasting. That's what I'm trying to um, uh, hashtag. Get that to pandemic,
1: pandemic podcasting. Pandemic
0: podcasting. I like it. So we're between the screens. So it's more than six feet apart. We are probably like a mile and a half. You probably yeah. live probably kind of close.
1: I'm still touching my face too much.
0: I touch my face all day. I used my fingers to put on my makeup. Well,
1: okay, well, what are you gonna use, like a scalpel?
0: Makeup brushes.
1: Oh, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: I put makeup on for this podcast, and it's 830 at night.
1: I'm proud of you. Well,
0: here's the deal. JoJo is like a Disney princess. I was like, she always sees me like, hey, my teeth aren't brushed yet,
1: hey,
0: I hey, I'm gonna do it up for her tonight. <laughs> sorry.
1: Good looking out. Good yeah. looking out.
0: Um. So we should have her say hi. Yeah.
1: You're well, supposed to bring her. Well, we said her name, but then we just kept talking.
0: I know. It's my bad. So one, two, three. Jo-jo!
1: Hey,
2: you guys.
1: <laughs> Welcome to our home.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Here's, the
0: best part about it is when we would host people in our home studio which is our living room Mm -hmm. um i would spend the night before and the morning of cleaning everything dusting bathrooms kitchen just because you know people are weird they're like let me tour your house and i'm like this is it it's a thousand square feet but sure look at the corners is that what you want to see my dust bunnies this is nice because
2: i don't have to clean
1: no we just have to straighten (laughs) like what's within camera view
2: she doesn't smell anything no (laughs) That's and the best. Know, I appreciate the, the makeup and everything, and I was going to do that today to just feel good. And then the day just kept going and going and going. And here I am, no makeup, in the dark, shoved in the closet with my headphones in.
0: <laughs> it is a very Rapunzel esque. Um, I'm stuck. I'm
2: fixated. <laughs> She's on, still a Disney princess. Just,
0: I'm stuck on the fact that I don't even know if that was ever a side gig of hers, but Disney missed out if it wasn't. Yeah. She just looks like Rapunzel. She's like in a dark tower.
1: It's not too late. If you want to do Rapunzel or any Disney princess, you can jump on that side gig yeah. right now.
0: I know that you're super into wanting to get to Miss JoJo's current sort of... Um,
1: I want to talk about why we keep calling her Miss JoJo.
0: <laughs> Fine. Because... Because I really want to talk about... Folks at home
1: don't know why we're calling her Miss JoJo.
0: Okay, then say it and then we can get to this juicy stuff. I really want to talk about.
1: Juice is good. (laughs) So Joanna Burke, also AKA Miss JoJo, AKA
0: JoJo,
1: okay, AKA JoJo, but AKA Miss JoJo of Miss JoJo's
0: Dance Dance Divas Divas and and Dudes
1: uh, teaches kids, specifically our kid,
0: (laughs) (laughs) amongst many others. (laughs) Amongst
1: others, but right now he's like the only one.
0: I love
1: it. <laughs> so that's how we know, and that's how we met, well, that's how we met yes. Joanna Burke, Miss JoJo, because um, one of your many side hustles, and it's not even the sides, it's, it's well, I'm gonna let you steer that part, but tell <laughs> yes. us about it. But one of the many things you do is that you teach uh, acting and dance and creative movement to kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, our kid, Jack, is four going on five. So it's kids of that age, but also older kids as well. Um, Now, Joanna.
2: Oh, it sounds so (laughs) weird being called that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, You are also a working actress. You uh, have been in L.A. for a while. You came out here from Arizona, I know. Um, And what... You know, tell us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your path that has gotten you to where you are? And of course, we want to know about the acting path, but we also want to know about the rest of the path, the, the 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 side. Paths. The side
0: hustles, sure. especially <laughs> the apartment complex one, because yes. I imagine that has a lot of good stories.
2: Oh, I got some juiciness! Before I start going off, I know that your audience is aware, but um, just anyone that's tuning in because they think Miss JoJo Spence is on. Tune
1: in again. See, Everyone's, everyone tunes in the podcast.
2: Everyone's tuning in. They could be tuning well, into yes. this
0: episode as the first episode ever. That's a tune in. You tune in by ear, can't you tune in by ear? There you go. She's professional. Well,
2: Anyone that's tuning in, <laughs> because Miss JoJo is on, I just want to let them know that, um, yeah, Miss Jo, I am Miss JoJo, and I do family entertainment, but we're going to keep it really real today, yes. so this programming is not really for the children, <laughs> so um, just wanted to get that out there for yeah. anyone that was well, like, oh, Miss JoJo's going to be on. Well, no, it's <laughs> Joanna.
0: <laughs> Joanna
2: is on <laughs> tonight.
1: Miss JoJo as podcasting after dark
2: it felt like one of those like
0: um what is the one like, was it cinemax that changed at night and it was like scarlet
1: Skin, shoes and, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and i always was like it was only we ever only ever had it when it was like free right like cinemax mm-hmm. and i just remember like red shoe diaries or something mm-hmm. advertisements
1: Zalman king's red shoe diaries Yeah, is, I that what that. It
0: was yeah. i wasn't allowed to watch it but i was like <laughs> Red shoes are cool. I was really. Cool. shoes. Well, anyways, the <laughs> point is, it. that was the ad. And everybody, this is Red Shoe Diaries with Miss Joanna. now. Miss Jojo. I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: it's not still call Shoe me Miss Jojo. <laughs> I feel like it's weird if I'm not Miss Jojo. <laughs> but true. just know that like an F-bomb might fly out of Miss Jojo's mouth tonight. <laughs> That's, mouth. That's <laughs> we do. We do have a rating,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> we try to put that rating up there. I love
2: it. We're keeping it real. And you wanted to know a little bit about my background. So you're, you're absolutely correct. I moved, um, from Arizona at 17 years old, just by myself, but with the full support of my parents. Um, and I've been a dancer my whole entire life. I started at age three, so I've always been performing. I love dance and musical theater. And when I moved here, I wanted to, uh, be more involved in dance. And so I auditioned for some scholarships out here. Didn't end up getting them, but really loved acting. And then I thought to myself, well, if I do the scholarship program, like the schedule is very, it's a pretty severe curriculum, and I wouldn't have had time to do anything else. So I kind of got more involved in the acting. Since being out here, I just wanted to, like, well, I've been out here for 20 years now but I've been wanting to learn everything kind of about the business. So I have experience um, with on-camera acting, uh, you know, all the genres and commercially, uh, voiceover, motion capture. One of my favorite um, things that I've actually been studying for a year and been getting more involved and really wanna focus on this is uh, media and hosting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, um, and then I just started creating, I've been dancing my whole life and been doing dance jobs as a side hustle, and after doing that for so long, it's kind of like, why don't I just start my own company, because I've been doing this for so long, like, I know how it works, and so that's when I started JoJo's Dance Divas and Dudes, and over time, it just kind of evolved into... Not a dance studio, but just a place where I can create enrichment programs that do not only dance, but as you mentioned, acting, art, nature, sports. And one thing that we've been doing in the last about year and a half is creating um, entertainment. So family entertainment. So uh, we've been featuring some of our staff, a lot of our kids. I wish that we could have more kids on the show, but because of COVID right now, everything kind of had to come to a stop. But, um, so yeah, I'm doing JoJo's Dance Divas and Dudes and we're going to see what that evolves into from here. I've been at it since 2011 with the business Mm -hmm. and just excited to see where it goes. How
0: did you end up? Because there's two two things here. One, as an artist yourself and trying to still pursue your art as your primary, um, goal or end goal or, or, you know, to be financially stable with, Hosting gigs and, and acting gigs, et cetera. And also have your business. You worked a lot of side hustles to be able to support those two endeavors, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's, and it was, talk, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and it was so interesting too because, you know, I was only 17 when I moved here. So I actually graduated high school a year early so that wow. I could come here because this has been a dream of mine for. It's, it's really funny because, you know, when you're a kid, you have these big dreams and then it's interesting how they evolve. So like never in a million years would I think that I would have this company that is in, that we create enrichment programs and entertainment. But so coming to LA is kind of like the first time that I actually had to have a job because when you're growing up in the arts after school, you're going to dance class, you're going to acting class, you're involved in things and so i physically couldn't work a job um right. and my parents were supportive of that so uh, which is my amazing. first time yeah I, i've been very 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 fortunate and um so where was I in my story? Hold on. <laughs> it's late for me. We're late nighting right now. Oh, I, um. <laughs> I, a,
0: a hundred percent. I'm like with you. I, one eye is like slouching this entire time. I'm like, trust me, I'm awake and I'm not drunk. Um. So you were saying it was the first time that you actually had to get a had job. Had to work.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and I never had done that before. Like I had discipline, but I didn't really know how to work. So I was like, all right, let me try, my first little gig was I worked as a host at Island's restaurant. And then, you know, my parents, (laughs) they were always trying to teach me. They were weaning me off of them helping me. So it was like, okay, you're going to get a little job here. You're going to take care of this bill. Then after a while, you're going to get, and then you're going to take care of this bill. And things were going smoothly for a while. I had my side hustles. One thing that people maybe don't know about me is that my father actually ended up passing away from cancer, very suddenly, it was a very, very rare form of cancer. And I had two choices, either go home because the money train was running out and my mom needed help or to stay here and keep doing what I'm doing and make it on my own without any help. And things got crazy. I was working ridiculous hours between, um, We thought that the dream job was the apartment management job (laughs) (laughs) because I, my dad loved the manager of the building that I lived in and he found the building for me um, so many years ago. So um, I'm just going to call her the manager (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she's my friend and I'm not going to throw her under the bus, but I sure will throw the apartment management company under.
0: (laughs) I like this. This is
2: good. (laughs) All right. So I accept this gig at this, apartment complex because the, one of the managers was moving on. Nobody liked her anyways. So we were like, <laughs> bye, Felicia. So she moves on. The assistant at the time, who I wish really, not
1: her real name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? I wish it was. Or Karen. Oh, I, if she was a Karen, I'd buy it too. Really? <laughs> bye, Karen. <laughs> um, so uh, anyways, they, she, she offers me this gig. She tells me, hey, so-and-so is moving on. They're going to promote me. I could really use some help. Would you be down to be the assistant manager? And you're gonna work on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those are gonna be your days. Perfect. And so awesome. I'm sitting here going, Well, I've never really worked in an office before, but um, I really like you and I really like this opportunity. And these these days seem amazing because as an actor, You want to just keep everything open so that you're open for opportunity, right? So I'm like, okay, this is going to be great, you know? Um, So, well, it ended up, (laughs) of course, Murphy's Law. Every audition is on freaking Friday, During my shift. (laughs) So I actually did end up getting dropped twice uh, by an agency. I mean, I would do everything I can to get to these castings, but there's only so much that you can do when you're in certain environments. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is all happening on a Friday. And then, but at the same time, I'm still working at a restaurant. Let's see, what else was I doing during that time? I had my restaurant gig. I had Okay, so when I would work on Friday nights, I would get off from the apartment job and then there would be a gathering in my unit where this artist would come and he would bring his whole class with him and people would donate and I would be their live art model. Ironically, not nude though, believe it or not, because they wanted to practice like drawing fabrics and all this stuff and knowing that I was a dancer and had all these cool costumes, they would have me put the costumes on and then come out and like hold a pose for like 30 minutes or however long that they were drawing for. That's sort of
0: amazing. Like they came to you and donated it. to you. Like that's, that's pretty slick. I I'm still you. looking
1: for people to come to me and ask me to be able to give me money for stuff.
0: Your mom's an artist and she <laughs> never wants you to be her mom.
1: No, 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 no. She's got
0: a lot of models. You are not one of them. But remember when <laughs> she, like, had that um, it
1: shrine? a little bit, yeah. Remember
0: when she made that picture shrine to you? Well, it was
1: my first headshot session, and, like, I, was, I had all the... You know how they, they used to actually give you, like, prints?
0: Yeah. I didn't give
1: them to you. I made no, a bunch you, of the post- four by six prints. Right,
0: so you could choose yeah. Them. yeah. He I, went home one break, and she had in his bedroom, or the guest room... Built like a tree shrine from all of these pictures. It was creepy. That's and, and what they, moms do. And they were in the
1: room that I had to sleep in,
0: so he could stare at himself. I think she was punishing you. She's that is funny. My mom does like
2: the that. same thing though. She's got a whole shrine in the hallway. So like you walk down the hallway, it's like Joanna, and this dance out at Joanna, and this <laughs> dance out at Joanna. With so, <laughs> it, it's just a whole lot of Joanna. <laughs> and so, it's still weird calling myself that. Ooh. We're loved. Yeah. <laughs> so that would yeah. be like my friday and then like on saturdays i would get off this job and then i would like go um waitress or host at black angus oh and gosh
1: we, Yeah.
2: <laughs> i would host there and then you know during the week i'm still teaching dance i'm working as a promo model i'm like what am i doing like i'm thinking that i'm gonna get out of this doing this apartment job and i'm not because i still can't pay my bills i had no rent concession I still was paying all my utilities because I'm not the manager. Mm. Who got to work Monday through Thursday only and in a paid for apartment, paid for utilities. And I'm just like, really? Okay, so I'm excited about this job. I think it's gonna be great. I'm sitting in the office, like literally three feet away from the pool. So there's like the pool and then there's my office. So this gig is good for about a week and a half. And then I'm like, okay, all my friends are at the pool. (laughs) Oh, I'm sitting in the office. <laughs> Not only that, but everything like, you know, friend I was making friends in the apartment complex, but all of them had like, you know, corporate jobs and they weren't right. doing artistic things. So they're all partying on the weekends. Right. Hey, Jojo, come join us. I'm like, I'm working, I can't, I can't leave the office, I'm this and that. And on um Saturday and Sunday, there's no on-site maintenance. So that means that I had to go and do things that I never thought I would be doing, like knowing how to like reset garbage disposals, making sure I knew how to like get this particular hose out and coiled up a certain way. And like I'm showing up to work looking all like cute. Like I'm thinking I need to look professional because I'm showing these apartment buildings. That's your job. And so I'm like, I'm supposed to be just like the cute smile meet and greet office person. I'm not supposed to be like diving into disposals and unclogging drains and like filling up pools and like doing all this crazy stuff. Um, So that was just, yeah, that was like the wind out of my sails. Like this job is just not as cool as I thought, but there were a few perks that came with it. And then I got some more dirty stuff to share with you guys too. Let me ask you this.
0: Yeah. How long did you actually stay at that job? <laughs>
2: that is tricky because I lived there. Right. So that is very tricky too. So I lived there probably for maybe two or three years before getting the position. Mm-hmm. And then I had the position until some major scandal went down in the oh company, which we'll get to, where they, for no reason, let the, they just up and fired my friend the other manager just really no legitimate reason other than affairs going on and a murder that happened
1: <gasps> and the murder and the that murder. happened let's back our way into the murder Wait, that happened
0: you, did you literally see me fly off this couch when she said and then i saw you
2: oh <laughs> we have just become do. a murder podcast yes yes, yes. <laughs> i mean i'm laughing it shouldn't be funny i mean it was so long ago but you know
0: if you need gallows humor when we're, if you're going to be in the business of talking about dead people, you need humor. That's what I think. I, Otherwise, I'm going to think you're a sociopath.
2: <laughs> good. Let's go with the humor then, because, yes. um, tell I mean, you, 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 ha- you, I don't have know. I typical... feel like
1: sociopaths tell good murder jokes.
2: What are you referring to
0: Dexter?
1: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Well, how we'll many see-
2: do you know in real life?
1: How many, well, we'll see where'd... if
2: he comes up with a good one right now. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see who the sociopath is. I'm a little nervous by this comment, but I want to actually hear I'm about so, well, so you had your typical things of like no maintenance man. I'm actually on call on the weekends, meaning if there's an emergency, like the after hours line calls me. So really, Oof. there there was no break at all. Um, and then like at lunchtime, if I wanted to go home and like just get away from people, people think nothing of knocking on my door. Your like, apartment door. My apartment door, because I'm living on the property, and there was. Oh my was, god! Yeah, there was. I remember there was not. It was a 96 unit building that oh. I do remember, Ooh. and uh, oh, people man. would just think nothing of knocking on my door, and then I remember one night. <gasps> one night, I'm trying to just like unwind, have a break. I'm doing so much. I'm working so many ridiculous jobs. Like I don't even know what's happening in my life, and just
1: reeking of Black Angus. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> the black <laughs> anus as we used to call it Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you know when
0: that I, and now it's that workout. podcast and now it's the black anus <laughs> podcast welcome
2: right. anus and murder here we go you so love <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> we just rebranded everybody
2: i love it so um one night i'm just okay i need to take the day off so the guy that i'm seeing at the time so my boyfriend him and a couple of friends they come pick me up we go have margaritas we're having a grand old time I come up the steps and walk past a couple of units to get to my unit from the parking garage. And this guy, I wanna say his name was Alan, but I really don't remember, but I do know that he was from Texas. And he was just one of those guys that was just always like would be bugging you about something not working. And like, there is a certain degree of patience <laughs> that needs to happen when you're trying to get things fixed. Now, I did feel bad for Alan because I've had this problem before. What had happened in his apartment was his disposal, something was happening to make all of like the yucky come up, like on the other side of the sink. Yeah.
0: So oh, yeah. you know what I'm
2: talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was, it was filling up the entire other side where like your clean dishes would go. And I understand this problem because I've had it actually twice in that building before. And um, so this happens to this poor guy, Alan. So poor Alan, he has, has no idea poor that I'm Alan. just like, he doesn't know that I am just like spread so fucking thin and just so over all of this nonsense, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't know that I'm now drunk. Me right. Because I'm I'm a one and done. So and, you're, and you're
1: off duty, so it's Do okay. Do you feel
2: like you're talking to
0: me a little bit because like I had like 17 jobs at the same time too. Oh yeah. One and done. Like found that I'm actually allergic to alcohol. Really. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. This is me. Oh, ever since, yeah. <laughs> ever since
1: you said you drove out here at 17 by yourself, I'm just,
0: okay. we are is that a you here of each other. I drove up by myself at 22. I, I went to school in Michigan and then and then I had I worked, yeah, and then I drove out. I was I actually worked in the news, like, um, I even though I was a theater major, um, and a, and a journalism major, I doubled, um. I worked in at ABC News and NBC News in Detroit, like while I was in college, I interned and then I got a job right away. And then um, I called them up on the phone after vomiting at four o'clock in the morning, three days in a row, because I just didn't want to go work there because I was like, I just did not enjoy it. And I called them up and I said, I quit. And they were like, don't quit. We'll give you the lottery show, the local lottery show. It's yours. (laughs) And I was like, what? And they're like, it's only 26 hours a week. You don't have to work 80 hours a week for eight bucks an hour and work a second job. And I was like, no, I'm going to move to LA now. And they were like, okay, (laughs) good luck. And I packed up the car. And the next day I went to AAA, got a trip tick, like a map to come out. Nice. When I got to Arizona... I started calling apartment buildings from a catalog. I had gotten at the grocery store for apartments in LA. <laughs> nice. One person was like, yeah, we got a spot. Come on in. And that's how I did it. And then I worked like I it. four or six jobs a week.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how she ended up in Oceanside, California.
0: I started in Oceanside and then I paid a hustler $150 to find me an apartment in LA and he didn't. And I was like, give me my $150 back. I worked really hard for that. And he was like,
2: sucker and i was like
0: shit ah uh, and then welcome
2: to la <laughs>
0: welcome to la yeah, and then right? a, and then apartments.com or or west side rentals then i found out about west side rentals and i was like oh, i should have given them the hundred dollars there had to be a, are, yeah. There's no, yeah i paid a broker oh. but you're not supposed to do that
2: uh, no i was a
0: child nobody taught me anything
2: right that's hard when you're young like that like i learned how to drive here which is way harder Amazing. than driving in Arizona. <laughs> you know? Yes.
0: Well, I don't know. Arizona's full of old people, so it's a different kind of hard, right?
2: <laughs> this is true. It's like, it oh my God, like <laughs> the grids versus like the hills and the windy stuff, and like you don't know where you're going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Alan, I forgot about yes, Alan. 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 Okay. So, Alan, this poor. Poor guy, he's got this major mess happening in his sink, and I already know this motherfucker is so impatient. So I already know, <laughs> like, I, and this is a problem that like I couldn't. If this was my apartment, I wouldn't want it to sit like that overnight. But there was really nothing that I could do. It was so out of my control. Like I'm there wasn't afraid anyone I going could call. She's
0: gonna tell us that she murdered Alan.
2: No, this is separate from the murder. That's the real juicy stuff. This is okay. just you know.
0: I just got really afraid for I she was like. He didn't know I was stretched thin, and like, then she was like, and then I was drunk, and there was a gun coming out, and I was literally like, Jason, oh my god. And Writers this,
1: never let you finish your own story.
2: I <laughs> think Miss JoJo did it.
1: Jamie can okay, always improve.
2: Now I feel like this isn't going to be that great of a story if I <laughs> no. don't murder him. <laughs> I'm all super I did, excited that you didn't keep going all, all I did which was is so like off character from anyone that knows Miss Jojo right. um you know I'm still a human and at this point I'm young and so I'm just letting the shit fly so I come up <laughs> these stairs this poor guy because he's told me about this sink a couple of times before I even went to these margaritas so now I I'm see. coming home and he now after hours is addressing this with me again as I pass his unit and his words were something to the effect of hey do you want to come look at my sink and I just said something to him I don't even remember really but it was something along the lines of Alan fuck no, I don't want to come look at the goddamn sink. I just got back from margaritas with my homies. I don't give a fuck. I'll deal with it tomorrow. (laughs) The assistant manager (laughs) is just cursing at the tenants, just probably having like one lazy eye coming back from their margarita and just like, no, I just don't give a fuck, man. (laughs) I don't care right now. I feel that
0: on so many levels. I was working at Starbucks at one point, and that was just my morning shift. I worked the 4.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. shift, and then I would go do a makeup job at Macy's oh, for eight hours, and then I would go hostess at night. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, and I always smelled like rotten coffee beans, but a homeless, I was working at the Brentwood Starbucks, and a homeless person, I'm just going to say it, took a shit on the floor in the bathroom but oh, at, least went went to,
1: at least he made it to the
0: bathroom and the shift manager was like jamie go clean that and i was like i'm not gonna fucking clean that you go clean it like i literally <laughs> yeah it was like early 20s mid 20s like i don't give a fuck what you say
1: yeah.
0: cancel my job I'm good. Yeah. Like, like do it your fucking self. Like, I
1: didn't know where the line was, but thank you for, for showing me.
0: <laughs> it was like He put me on probation because he had to clean it. And I came back with, cause I had friends who were lawyers like you, like all my friends were corporate. Um, and I lived with like, um, an engineer, my friend, and I went back to him the next day with some like false litigious language i was like listen motherfucker i have not been trained with osha you can't expect me to go in and clean somebody else's big pile of shit yes. <laughs> your job. i love it what was you the outcome of that <laughs> My, the outcome of that was he was transferred to Vegas, and then on his last day, I looked at him and I was like, You're not leaving before me. I quit, and I threw my apron <laughs> off and out. I hated him. Oh my him. gosh.
1: You didn't even let him like steal your tips, too, right? Yeah, he
0: was stealing tips. Oh, and we gosh. ended up, there ended up, I didn't realize this, but like, um, there was like a whole thing about it, and Starbucks ended up giving anybody who was a barista from like these, this two-year period, a check of like tips we would have earned had our shift manager not taken all of them.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was pretty
0: cool. But we're
2: yes. talking about that. We're talking about Alan. What did Alan do, Alan do when you well, said that, was, that? You know what? I don't really know. I think I just like walked <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I just did, you it. did you go back th- the next day? Did you go? Yeah. I, the next morning, <laughs> as soon as I got, as soon as I got in the office, I called the plumber. And I just like, I was trying to avoid Alan at all costs. I don't even like remember interacting with him the next day. I honestly don't, because this is like maybe 15 years ago. You never saw
1: Alan again. No, he
2: avoided you for the next year. I'm sure he did. um, She (laughs) hates me. The
1: the plumber found Alan with a belt around his neck.
0: Jason, you really,
2: (laughs) this is is not that story.
1: But we're getting to that story. That's
2: not murder, that's suicide. Do you want, like, some fun, nice things before we get to the dirty stuff, or do you want some more dirty, juicy stuff first? No, I like fun, nice things. I like fun, nice things, too. I mean, I've got fun, nice things from Starbucks, too. Tell me fun, nice things. Okay, so some of the perks.
0: Yes. Uh, you know,
2: the, the f- few perks. Okay, so... um. Why should
1: I go ahead and become an assistant manager? <laughs> An
2: building. <laughs> Friday, this Saturday, Sundays. <laughs> this is what we got for you, Jason. Okay. Right, so <laughs> this is what I got. So you got to um, pay your own rent. <laughs> yeah, right? right. I am. So what a lot of people may not know about me is that I am very like into my house. Like it, I just want to come home and feel like it's a sanctuary. So yes. I don't mind living in the same apartment complex for like nine years, ten years, and I am the person. I just want to be comfortable. So I don't give a shit how much money it costs me to paint this wall, put up this wallpaper. I just want it to be a home and I want it to be beautiful and I want to relax. You're a nester. You nest. I'm a total, when I'm not running around doing 90 million jobs, I'm nesting in this apartment, (laughs) right? So um, one thing that they did do for me was um, everything was very dated in the apartment. So I was able to finagle a new floor. So I got my carpeting replaced. That's which awesome. Which they should have put hard wood in, but they didn't. It was just carpet. But still, it was right. new, right? this um, so it was I, new. It was new, and I got a new countertop and a new mm. backsplash. So that Ooh. was nice. Now, in yeah. addition to that, when you're very, very friendly and friends with the manager, and you guys just start becoming really close, and the family gets very friendly, um now you got to remember this is like early two thousand, so vaping wasn't a thing back then so it wasn't right. really easy to like smoke weed and it was kind of like if you had it it was like illegal mm-hmm. and if you, like there right. was no smoking and your neighbors could smell it well lucky for me manager's husband liked to get down on a little uh <laughs> on a little grass nice. so um so it was kind of like our little secret and we would call it uh my boyfriend at the time was a musician. And so, you know, he had guitars. And so they would call it, Hey, do you want to come upstairs and tune up?
1: And yes.
2: so, yes. <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about Pete because I, okay, so people might not know this about me either. I don't drink either, but I do like to smoke pots. <laughs> so it's healthier, it's safer, it's better for you.
1: Mm-hmm. As long as there's no vitamin E in your vape.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not super into the vaping because of the collapsing lungs, but I do That's have I do have a um CBD that has mm-hmm. like five milligrams of THC in it, and you mix it in water and it's a mm-hmm. pomegranate drink. And I put it in a wine glass and I'm like, I'm drinking.
2: Right. There and you it's go. It's very
0: relaxing. It's weed wine. It's
2: weed wine. It's weed wine.
0: It's
1: it's crazy to me because around the same time. I was living in Studio City um and i was just the world's biggest pothead
0: for a very long time (laughs) for a very long
1: time but also (laughs) specifically this time um
0: because i didn't even know you yet and when i met you you were very
1: i was a very big pothead when you met me um and, and then and i was much less of a pothead when you met me than i was in the in the early 2000s i
0: just can't believe that oh
1: gosh oh gosh years years went by uh, and, I, and I wasn't aware of it, but um, you know, that sounds like a pretty similar building. Maybe not quite as big, but the pool and the. I just I just remember smoking all that weed and not really thinking about
0: any consequences. Were there consequences for people who smoked weed in the building besides you guys?
2: You know, we never really it never came up which is odd. Like, I never had a thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go in the office and complain because I smelled weed. Like, I never got a complaint. I think that. you but felt I like
1: didn't... you were getting special treatment, but actually it was just what everyone did.
2: Do you ever Not think like Miss JoJo was smoking so much bong she thought a murder happened at the apartment? Was there no murder? <laughs> no, because you can Google it. Okay, so here's what's crazy. Okay, so this oh, building that I'm right living, living in, now this okay. is thing. do it scott scott villa murder google scott up.
1: villa murder okay oh so, okay we're listening
2: okay so the murder you guys oh. all right so what had happened was and it's googleable so we, anyone can search this and look this up so
0: um i just did i just did too i like <laughs> to hear you tell it though
2: well, see, I don't know like the whole ins and outs or if like this guy was ever convicted for this particular murder. But what had happened was um, this woman didn't show up for, I believe her name was Sharon Santos, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. she, she didn't, yeah. yeah San- Santos <laughs> versus Scott yeah.
0: Zilla Apartments. Yeah.
2: Yes. So Homicides she, of women. She did not show up to work for two days, supposedly. Now at the time... I wasn't working. I was only living in the building. But then okay. all, all this court case came to fruition when I was working there. Like so when this, I started. Is, this
1: is before you were employed.
2: Before I was employed, but I was living there. But then I took the job. And then that's when, because I didn't even know that the murder happened until all now the investigation is starting and court cases are happening and the management company is being sued. But and you all this did live
1: there when the murder happened. When
2: the murder happened. Um, so this woman... Sharon Santos doesn't show up to work for two days, so the, um, uh, somebody in her family calls the apartment complex. Now, um, at the time, my friend, the manager, was the assistant, and it was a different manager. Um, I believe her name is uh, Peterson, Susie Peterson comes up Susie in the Susie Peterson, when the heard. one that
1: no one liked and was happy she lost.
2: Yeah, somebody calls and says, hey, so-and-so hasn't come to work, da-da-da-da-da. So in a case like that, obviously you're gonna go into her unit. So um, she was not found in the unit. What they are saying is the maintenance man at the time, um, he had a criminal record. Nobody had run a criminal background check on him prior to employment. So um, if you look him up, there's been several things that he has done that has landed him in jail. I don't know if he went in for the murder of this woman, but this woman... Um, very sadly was found um, beaten and raped and in the trunk of her car in Chinatown and lived in my building. And so as I'm working um, this job, th- this whole thing is kind of unfolding and unraveling and, um, you know, the, it's, it's corporate. So <laughs> you know how corporate jobs can be. I'm not necessarily like on the corporate side of things um, because I know how I was treated as an employee and what went on and this, the owner of the building was actually having an affair with somebody else that was working in his company. So he was trying to not only cover his butt, but kind of get, I think, everyone out. Like That's why my friend, I think, ended up getting let go because he was trying to move this chick that he was banging into her position and trying to cover his butt for this lawsuit and everything that's going on. So it was just a complete shit show. And so weird, just knowing that like I can sit in the office and if I look this way, oh yeah, that was the apartment that that girl, that poor girl, something really bad happened to her. And I don't know if it was in the apartment or if it happened off premise, um, but there was also allegedly um, this man um, may have done something to one of the uh, housekeepers uh, in one of the units. She's in the report too. I think her name was Rocio or Rosario. Or so she's, she's, if you Google it, she'll come up. Um, that she and was. Uh, Santos, but
0: that might be. She was the, the one. The one oh, no, that's the family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the family. And then, and, and another unit, there was a woman that would come and clean. So I, this um, person, this maintenance person, I, I think that he just maybe had a thing for Hispanic women because both of them are Hispanic. And um, yeah, the one girl, I, I couldn't believe it. It seems unbelievable when you think about like how close to home that is, like I've never had anything like that happen to me so close, you know? And my family's not here, you know? I'm I'm in like my early twenties, no family, just like, wow. and I'm friendly with people. Like I say hi to the maintenance man. I would let them into my apartment when I'm not there. I would let them in when I am there. And it's just the two of us. So you think about everything that you do. Oh, and they found belongings in his possession. You'll yeah. see that on the report, too. So they found, I think, like, a bunch of women's underwear, like, it in his possession, um, definitely weapons, um, just things that were reported missing from people's apartments were found. It's and terrifying. Luckily, nothing of mine ever. I don't really think anything happened to me at all. Like, thank God, but... It's just crazy, people you interact Uh, with, you never know who they
0: are, you know? You never know. I sometimes think that the more friendly you are in terms of like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, that can work to your benefit. Like that person is like, oh, everybody has eyes on her, she's, Mm. you know, it may work to your benefit sometimes. It's the people I always worry about that really keep to themselves and sort of, you know. Because Don't make
2: eye contact. Mm-hmm. Right, that's
0: the person you're going to stalk a little bit because there isn't anybody watching.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: I, I you're a calculated see- predator. Well, I like, to, <laughs> I like to think of myself as a calculated writer of crime. Mm. So I'm thinking oh. thinking about this. I, um, <laughs> I, I will say, do you remember my apartment building yeah. when we first started dating? Mm-hmm. And I found out that the manager... Also Studio City. It was Studio City, not Burbank. She's Burbank.
1: No, where I live. Oh, studio. he was—he
0: was being a pothead in Studio City. I was. That's true. Um, <laughs> J- oh, a little sidetrack note, really quick. Jason and I, before we ever met, we lived in three different cities at the same time, a block away from each other. Before we ever met.
2: No way. Yeah. Way.
0: Um, including Studio including City. Including Studio City. So this apartment in Studio City, the manager was letting herself into my apartment during the day. I caught her. She ended up because I'm from Detroit, I lock doors, I lock windows. I am like, I'm a very, I lived alone. I was very mm-hmm. fastidious about, that's the kind of the wrong word, but you know, I was very sort of buttoned up. I'm very anal, also mm-hmm. Taurus. Um, but so she left a window open. And the blinds wide open. And I never, ever, ever opened the blinds in the apartment because it was on the ground level and the, it faced the courtyard so everybody could see in. So yeah. the blinds were never like wide open. They were just open to the light could get in. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, somebody's been in my apartment. And she's like, and I was like, can we look at the security camera? And she's like, nobody was in your apartment. I've been here all day. And I was like, no, somebody's been in my apartment. And she's like, no, they haven't. So we had started dating mm-hmm. and um, Jason was like, Let's set and I used to set up booby traps
1: so <laughs> all over her apartment. I got hurt a number of times when I lived night. alone.
2: <laughs> I had a lot of booby traps, so are you, like uh Kevin McAllister over there setting up I a machine. Oh 100%. I would have full
0: glasses of water like on the ledge, I
1: sitting like on top of a door. So if you opened it, it would fall and land on you. And it was more prank stuff, but, but
0: but it would like alert me, right? know, if someone was in there, yeah. yeah under my pillow so I could pull the hammer so I'd be alerted and then I'd have the hammer so I could beat you (laughs) so I had a lot of booby traps so I was booby trapping my apartment to see if somebody would go in like I clear taped the top of the door and um of course somebody was going in and so I confronted her again I was like somebody's been in my apartment and she and I didn't want to tell her how because I didn't if it was her I mean, who else would be going? I didn't understand. Right, right. So Jason came and got into the booby trapping and booby traps a camera that the minute the door would open, it would start, it would say, You're illegally entering this apartment. You must leave now. You are under surveillance. We are recording you. And it turned out it was her. Mm-hmm. And she like basically was trying to kick me out after that. Cause she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, you
2: can't illegally
0: go into my apartment.
2: Yeah. She was just hanging out in my apartment, girl. I mean, maybe it was just really beautifully decorated. It wasn't. <laughs> it <really laughs> oh, you're not wasn't. like me? You weren't ripping up floors and putting up well, wallpaper? <laughs> I, I really do also
0: feel the same way and I love luxury like listen I like but I never had any money because I was putting everything I made paid but I never had any help my whole life so um everything I made was going to student loans my car payment <laughs> the rents and then acting class you know so it was like I was always spending it so my apartment was sort of bare bones I had an couch it was cute it was fine. Out of bed. It wasn't super comfortable. but It wasn't I, super comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I made do with what I had. And I always had this thing like one day. I had like a vision board. Like one day, these are the things I will have.
1: But I always wanted her to come to my apartment.
0: Yes. He never wanted to stay at my apartment.
1: I felt obliged Ugh. and sometimes I would do it. But it was pretty clear when we moved in together, we were going to keep my stuff.
0: No, we got rid of your stuff too because you and your pothead roommates have ruined all of it. We got all new stuff. JoJo, do not let him lie to you. When we moved in together, it was all new. Well, you got to make it yours together. Girl, this child wanted me to move into a house with him with a bed he shared with his ex-wife. I was like, and how many women (laughs) did you screw on this bed after her? Like, "Uh uh-uh, that is not coming in my house.
2: Yeah. We
0: got a new bed because I was like, no, no, oh, that was okay yeah. I was okay
1: with that. I was all right with letting go of that. Bag. Yes,
0: but you talk a lot of smack up here on this podcast right now.
1: It's true. But the
0: couch is fine. <laughs> We did keep his dishes from his first marriage. And that's a funny story because they're beautiful crate and barrel dishes. We still have them. Somewhere. And his ex-wife had friended me and we lived in the same town of Highland Park when Jason and I bought a house together. And she was like, oh, we should have coffee. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'd love to see your place. And I was like, yeah, great. Come over. And then I cancelled on her because I was going to serve her coffee in her wedding china. Like,
1: <laughs> I was like
0: well that's not gonna go well (laughs) it was very awkward so I canceled I was like we can't be I'm sorry we can be online friends but we can't be
1: friends and we've never spoken
0: again
2: we've never spoken again oh how funny oh my gosh JoJo's earning a lot right now
0: (laughs) we put a lot out there JoJo we put a lot out there I I got nothing to hide so let's see okay so you were working you eventually stopped with the management, but you still lived in that apartment when you stopped man
2: being the assistant like, manager? I got lucky because all of like this stuff was happening, and um, like I was wondering when I could scoot out because I wanted to leave prior just because I didn't really like the gig that much, and it wasn't really doing what I thought it was going to do. But
1: right. you didn't want to leave your apartment. You just wanted to leave the job.
2: That was the thing. I didn't want to leave the apartment. I just wanted to leave the job, and I didn't know if I would be able to. Well, but lucky for me, they were kind of turning everything upside down anyways. So me scooting out didn't end up being a big deal. But I had then lived there for somewhere between six and eight years. And with everything just being so outdated, I was ready to leave anyways. Also,
1: Alan was still
2: complaining about his sink. (laughs) He had moved out at some point in there. I don't remember when. I don't I don't remember what his departure was like at this point. I'm just like, yeah, good, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <not>. Thank God. <laughs> I feel like
1: There's no way you're leaving before me. I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> I quit. Although yes. I can <laughs> although yes. you can't get your unemployment if you quit. Right. True. <laughs> Although um, I never really had that because I always had several jobs. So Exactly. I was
0: just gonna say, I there was no way most of the time I was I've never received unemployment because I've always had You yes, have to
1: stop working.
0: You have to completely stop working to be able to apply for unemployment. Yeah. But um it's funny because there is no professionalism in apartment manager situations. I gotta tell you, I've known apartment managers we've known apartment managers and it's like, oh my God, you're in charge of a building an apartment. Like <laughs> right. nobody should put you in charge. And then my apartment manager is the one that we're sneaking into the apartment, yeah. if you recall, he was having an affair. This was only like a six unit building and he was having an affair with somebody my age and they were like 60 and it was like, oh my God. She was like sitting on the porch constantly telling everybody when they would come home from work about the affair and that if they see him to tell him he's not allowed back in the apartment building. And we were like, wow, can we do that? Like, I don't know if we're allowed to do that.
1: Yeah, I honestly I really don't as as somebody who just lives here, I don't really feel obliged to intercede on your behalf.
0: Do you guys did you guys watch the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix?
1: I sure did. You, you did. watched it
0: together. Did I, you watch that? No, but
2: I need to. You cats. do. You do.
0: There's I murder. have to watch that. Okay. There's a murder of a cat. I'm I'm telling you ahead of time because I have to like you're going to have to go like this. I had to go like this a lot. <sighs> But there's a murder.
1: If you can deal with Tiger King, you can deal with this. You
0: can. I actually thought this was easier to deal with than Tiger King because I don't know. But um, I had a similar situation happening where, do you remember this? Did huh? I tell you about this? So in that same apartment building, there was a quiet couple above me. And they were so quiet, we never saw them coming and going. So clearly they worked some sort of remote job. I guess they were gamers or something. I don't know. It was a, it was a, guy and a girl, young, quiet, never spoke. Even if you said hi to them, never ever. All of a sudden I'm in my bed and my entire ceiling comes down and all the stuff from their sink. They had been cooking meth and it had frozen oh. in the disposal when they put it down it, and the whole kitchen came down into my bedroom while I was in my oh bed. <laughs>
1: you, free meth.
0: <laughs> I didn't oh get my. anything free. The meth fairy fell from the sky. <laughs> so I You're like, lucky it didn't blow up. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> calling the manager and like, you know, there's it's like midnight or 1 a.m. And um I'm lucky it didn't fall on me. I had like the bed, it was like Oh my god. I was like, what's going on? I didn't even know. He's the one that told me it was meth that did it. They tried to put meth in the disposal and it like somehow something happened. Like with nitrous oxide or something and it froze open that shattered the pipes and so everything had, I don't know I don't get it
1: Jesus,
0: <laughs> that like, is nuts I didn't get free rent that month I didn't get to go stay at a hotel and then pay for it like I had to sleep on my couch in the living room while they brought someone in to redo the ceiling your apartment sucks it sucked I got out of there but yeah, I lived there I stayed there six or seven six years five years I lived there for five years two five years too long there's no professionalism in in apartment management
2: no i i had a similar Not, i mean meth didn't land on my bed but there <laughs> i can't top that one but i did have there was a major leak in the roof and of course like the whole thing just right over my bed and no they didn't do anything they didn't <laughs> put me up anywhere it was like nothing and then at a different complex i had a situation with a laundry so the person above me was doing laundry and some kind of pipe burst or something. And all the water that was sitting in their machine, in the load came right into, they had to replace my entire floor. It was a nightmare. And did I get put up anywhere or get any concessions? No. And by Mm. that time I had already had experience in apartment management. So I like ripped this guy a new asshole. I was like, oh hell no. And I actually started building a court case against them. Good. They, I, they ended up doing something. I don't really remember what because I just don't remember anymore because it was so right. long ago. And I forgot, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I like went to war with them and I was like, oh, I'm building a case file. Like I yeah. have picture after picture after picture and I will take you motherfuckers to court. This is ridiculous. Don't fuck with actresses. Listen, no. you get
0: enough shit <laughs> in this
2: business. You, you don't
0: fuck with cats, but you also... I'm going to make the documentary, Don't Fuck With Actresses. End of discussion. Put a, Let's put yeah. a period at the end of that.
2: Exclamation. Yeah. We're sick of it. Exclamation, of it. girlfriend. Don't fuck but with the, actresses, the, cool the Harvey Weinstein
1: is, story.
0: Correct me if I'm... Yeah, right? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The cool thing is that now you're doing art full-time so you're not I mean your side hustle is still art and something you're passionate about which comes through in the work you do with the kids and we've seen you and we've been to everything I mean I can't tell you how how much joy it brings
1: we go to your classes like and watch yes we're watching our kid play but we're, you know we go because it's fun to come and see and, and watch your class
0: yeah it, is, um, it
1: actually is it's entertainment for us
0: and I don't think it would be if you didn't love what you were doing as as yeah. you know that is your support now to also you know tang- tangentially
1: tangentially
0: um, working your way still through the system of Hollywood that is performing um, which is tough it's tough um so are you happy now are, is it like
1: The big question.
0: The big question is, (laughs) not are you happy now, but are you like- Are you happy now? Aren't you glad you had all those experiences so that you can really appreciate now where you are and what you're doing? I mean, was it worth it? Yeah, well, I mean,
2: just, I mean, in the next year or two, I would love to be a homeowner. And so just the things that I learned from being in that kind of environment, but it's really awesome now to have- be able to say, wow, I have a business that I am actually doing all the things that I want to be doing. And it is in conjunction with my career, which I never thought would be. So I don't, I don't feel disjointed anymore. I feel like everything that I want to do is in one spot. It's all JoJo's, Dance Divas, and Dudes. It's all just me and who I am and everything that I want to be doing. So we'll see if we can't next level that as time goes on. And eventually I'll get into that house I've been dreaming of. Yes. So we have a lot of
0: listeners that don't live in the state. And I just want to say, like, right now, you don't have to live in California to take JoJo's class.
2: So it's all free. So if anybody wants to see any of that, they can just go to uh, jojodd.com. And then on Instagram, it's just at JoJo's Dance Divas, and they can keep up with us and see everything that we're doing. And on Facebook, too, JoJo's Dance Divas and Dudes.
0: We will include that information on the website so everybody can check it out.
2: Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Miss JoJo. I am Jamie Parker-Stickle. I
0: am Jason Bieber. Joining us next week is a very special guest. Uh, The one and only Todd Goldberg.
1: The only and the one.
0: The one and only Todd Goldberg, New York Times bestselling author, co-host of the amazing podcast Literary Disco. Which you have
1: made me listen to in the car, and I have in fact enjoyed.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's very popular. It's a popular podcast about books and writing, and he's going to tell us all about books and writing and side hustles that he did before he became big time superstar writer full time.
1: And he may even talk to us about his current side hustle.
0: Director of the MFA program at UCR Palm Desert.
1: I mean, we'll see. Let's not give it all away. Let's save it for when he's actually here with us.
0: Todd Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Next
1: week on the Make That Paper podcast.
0: Make that paper. She sold on Monday. Made love on Tuesday. By Wednesday
2: she.